Welcome to Poets from the Neighborhood. My name is David M. Harris. And I'm Katherine Adams. We hope you'll enjoy the poems we'll be reading today. Poems written by your friends and neighbors. Thanksgiving by Viraja R. For all that I am, for all that I have and receive, from the air that I breathe, to the earth that bears me on, for the water that refreshes me from the day I was born, for the Almighty who sustains me. Buckeye Burrow with Inlaid Turquoise, a poem of my own. I always use fountain pens, and that means inks and notebooks, good ones that won't feather the lines. Notebooks make easy gifts for a writer. They stack up on a shelf in the back of my office, waiting for the call to service. Pens, though, call me. I try to cycle through them all. New ones first, in test and admiration. Each cheap Chinese pen in turn, then selections through the collection. Some nice ones there. Mont Blanc, Conklin, Pelican, Franklin Christophe, presents from myself and Judy. But this one, flecks of bright stone, shaped into the hollows of the wood, turned by hand. Polished, coated, polished again, carried to then from the craft fair. An extravagant gift, a gift of love. With this pen, what could I not write? Now I am ready for that epic, the new Goethe, ink flowing out to promote new understandings, drain swamps, build cities, and invent spaceships to explore new universes. It's Thanksgiving, 1969, by George Spain. I'm sitting here in our living room, warm and well, Smoking my umpal, getting a little heady, trying to write a poem worth reading a hundred years from now or at least next week. Something moving pulls my attention outside to the woods through the 12 large window panes. I begin watching. Last summer leaves floating, falling, brown and dry. They pile on top of others lying there and start to disappear. It makes me a little sad, knowing. But for the moment, I'm warm and well. And here are children fussing and laughing and your footsteps in the bedroom above me. Concept Withdrawal by Larry Maples. Withdraw your concepts unless you can tell me from whence they came. If they are really yours, you keep them. If they arose, out of your deep silence, grant them a presumption of innocence. It's not just the books stuffed in your head. True books arrest the concept machine for a year or a day. Unspoken assumptions of our humanity are keeping us from recognizing holy kingdom right in front of our face. Boiled to essence, this is a material world. If you want to make a start sowing seeds along the furrow of material doubt, don't hurry to visit the seers and poets. 
Start with children of Newton and Einstein now saying material is mostly empty space. The Atheist's Prayer by John Winston Hecock. I never believed in magic, silly card tricks, or pulling rabbits from hats. Although as a kid, I did see a woman get sawed in half by chemo and radiation and the burrowing sores within her. No list for Santa nor whispered pleas to saints. I scoffed at voodoo incantations that could transform mere syllables murmured by a shaman or priest into mystic power. What deity hears pleas from only a chosen flock? Why is pride in man such a sin, but the demand for docile worship acceptable? These questions haunted me from the cradle and drowned wise and simple faith in a riptide of dueling tomes and Bibles. But if the proper supplication would let your eyes close once without clenching, grant you a single hour of placid repose or a breath that was not shallow or strained, if the proper sacrifice sent in the right direction would lessen by even an instant the constant sear of blessed poison dripping into your veins to vanquish unholy pain, I'd fall weeping upon my knees in grateful surrender and not rise again until vowing to wear the hair shirt or your mulki or his yahabi, or ashes, and scream your name daily, bent over in prayer. Another poem by John Winston Hecock. I want a child who doesn't look like me. I want a child who doesn't look like me, skin as smooth as cocoa butter, or as raspy and unyielding as seasoned leather, the tint of spilled coffee on bright white paper, bleeding and leaching into broken, sprawling fibers and making no apologies for the invasion. Hair straight as bamboo or knotted and curled tight or braids like battleship chains, thin horizontal eyes that echo a hundred dynasties, coal black shoulders that leapfrogged aboriginal archipelagos until finding a rock strong enough to bear a bloodline. I want to watch as a hundred nations rise and fall with my offspring's every sleeping breath. I want them to remember that a hundred tribes fought to etch their skin with hieroglyphs, forever tracing their ancestry. Nouveau blue eyes blind me, staring out silent from every ad and screen, hovering above a thin-lipped smirk, plumped into high fashion by bohemian photoshoppers. I wasn't raised in a NASCAR and Nutella household, but I must feign fawning sorrow and beg the forgiveness of my Joni Mitchell humming parents for abandoning my heritage of suburban exceptionalism by dabbing on a global palette, swirling a brown egg tempera to make a monochrome covenant in mud that announces the default color of the new millennium. Thank you for watching Poets from the Neighborhood. We hope you'll join us again soon.